0: This is KDLL 91.9 FM, Kenai Soldatna, listener-supported public radio for the Central Kenai Peninsula. You're tuned into The Kenai Conversation. I'm Riley Board On this episode of The Kenai Conversation, we're sharing the seventh installment of our 2023 Candidate Forum series. Candidates for the Kenai Peninsula School District's Board of Education, Nikiski, and Soldatna seats sat down to answer questions about budget issues, teacher recruitment, homeschooling, and more. Jason Torianen and Lindsay Bertoldo are running for the board's Nikiski seat. Penny Vodla is running unopposed for the Soldotna seat. The forum was hosted in conjunction with the Peninsula Clarion and the Central Peninsula League of Women Voters. Stay tuned.
1: I'm Ashlyn O'Hara, the Government and Education Reporter at the Peninsula Clarion, and joining me is Riley Board, reporter at KDLL Public Radio. We'll be moderating today's forum. We're live tonight on KDLL 91.9 FM, as well as on the Peninsula Clarion Facebook page and on KDLL.org.
0: We're broadcasting from the Soldatna Public Library. We're so grateful to the library for the space and for partnering with us to host tonight's forum. And as always, thank you to the Central Peninsula League of Women Voters for providing refreshments tonight. The League of Women Voters is a nonpartisan grassroots organization working to protect and expand voting rights and make sure everyone is represented in our democracy. You can learn more about the organization at lwvak.org.
1: Tonight, we're talking to candidates running for the Kenai Peninsula Borough School District, Board of Education's Nikiski and Soldatna seats. Penny Vadla is running unopposed for the school board soldatna seat. Jason Taurianen, who is, who is attending tonight's forum remotely and Lindsay Bertoldo are running for the board's Nikiski seat. Terms for both the board soldatna and Nikiski seats will last three years. And municipal election day is Tuesday, October 3rd.
0: Peninsula Clarion general assignment reporter, Jake Dye is running tonight's live stream, which is being broadcast on the Peninsula Clarion's Facebook page. Candidates will each have two minutes to make opening statements. KDLL General Manager Jenny Nyman will let you know when you have a minute, 30 seconds, and 10 seconds with those yellow cards, so just keep an eye on her. Candidates will then answer questions we've generated in advance. You'll have two minutes to answer each question and we'll move up and down the line so every candidate has the chance to answer first. And then we'll end with two-minute closing statements. Again, this is the seventh of eight
1: candidate forums we're holding ahead of the upcoming municipal election. If you're here with us in person, you can find more information in our full forum schedule uh, on Flyers in the Room. And if you're listening over the radio or on Facebook, you can find that information
0: on our websites. All right, and we'll get started with opening statements. And Lindsay, we'll begin with you. You have two minutes.
2: Okay. Uh, Can you hear me okay? Um, Hello, everyone. Thank you for having us and um, everyone being here and tuning in. Um, So my name is Lindsay Bertoldo. I am running for school board um, in Nikiski, which is District 3. Um, My opponent is Jason Tarionin. Um, I apologize if I didn't say that right. I sympathize because I also have a last name that some people struggle to say. And so where I went to school, um, am I supposed to give a background now? Okay. Where I went to school um, was in, I started in um, northern Kentucky in sixth grade, moved to uh, Indiana, um, and graduated from that school. Um, And then I went to the University of Cincinnati, uh, majored in uh, secondary education and English literature. Um, After 9-11, I wound up um, joining the Air Force, and in my first duty station in England, I met my husband. Um, we had children, of course, and, um, and so uh, how we got here, um, well, um, we just we left Texas and we came up here um, and my husband had wanted to start his own business and so we felt like this was a great place um, since they needed housing um, among many other reasons like the hunting and the fishing and Um, the, you know, last frontier. Um, We really enjoyed it here. Um, We moved to Alaska in 2014. We moved um, to the, we've discovered the Kenai Peninsula in early 2015, and then Nikiski about a month after where we found a long-term rental. And yes, that's definitely hard to find housing here. And so we're um, happy to be able to help um, people to find a place to live and rent. Um, and fix up their homes. And so uh, we appreciate um, everybody being here and paying attention to what's going
3: on.
0: Thank you, Lindsey. All right, and Penny, we'll move on to you next. Your opening statement,
3: please. Uh, thank you very much. My name is Penny Vadla and I am running for seat C- uh, District 4. I've been on the school board for 15 years. This is my sixth term. I came to Alaska in 1977 and lived out in the bush. Uh, and then I moved down to the Kenai Peninsula, where I uh, taught in Anilchik for 28 years. Um, I've been a teacher for 35 plus years at the high school level and the college level. I'm on the state writing um, leadership for UAF, or I was. I was an analytical writing leader in the Kenai Peninsula Borough School District. I am currently on the board of directors for AA ASB for seven years that's Alaska Association of School Board I have done a lot in curriculum development Um, I was on the governor's um, education challenge I worked on our own governance handbook for KPBSD developed evaluations developed superintendent and secretary exit interviews I um, chair the June Nelson Memorial Scholarship Um, I'm on the Title VI Advisory Member for Native Students Project Grad. I've helped develop superintendent search materials. And on the side, I have a wonderful family who is my stars. They are my husband, Bruce, my daughter, Caitlin, and my son, Brett. And they all went to school in Alaska and graduated from here. And then went on to college either here or outside at Gonzaga. Uh, Thank you very much. I am on the parks and rec. I am I am a community activist I belong to a lot of things and I want to make our community a better place and a welcoming place and a place where students can feel safe and educators can be um, admired respected and taken care of. Thank you.
0: Thanks Penny and Jason on to you now you have two minutes.
4: Um, I'm Jason Tarriannon I'm running for uh, district three for board of education that covers Nikiski and the Tylenic area. Um, this, I've been on the board for two terms, uh, running for a third. Um, and it's something that, uh, I take a lot of, uh, uh, pride in being able to be part of this district cause it's a great school district I actually graduated from Nikiski middle high school, uh, way back in 1990. Um, my family is a homesteading family in Nikiski, So, uh, we've we've we didn't homestead here but my family did and we moved on to the homestead when I was five years old so I've been here for uh, a rather long time um, I worked in the school district for uh, over 15 years in special education and when I decided to change careers to become a paramedic firefighter I decided to uh, run for school board because I wanted to still be involved in education I've got eight kids from a blended family Um All of them uh, have graduated from Nikiski Middle High School, except for one that is in Washington and the two that are still attending at North Star and Nikiski Middle High School. And um, I have a wife that uh, teaches at Nikiski Middle High School as well. And uh, many friends, obviously, that have worked there for years and throughout the district um, that I've had contact for a long time. I'm passionate about public education. Um, I got involved initially because I was uh, a little disappointed with the direction of some of the curriculum we were using uh, at the time or going into, and so something I wanted to get involved in for that reason, as well as just wanting to be involved in education, and also I'm a conservative voice, um, sort of been a lifelong conservative, and I believed that uh, um, that needed to come from Nikiski, which is a community that tends to be a little more conservative oriented. Um, And so I wanted to have that kind of voice on the board uh, that would be effective, that would listen to other people and uh, hopefully have them listen to me as well. I thank everybody for coming tonight. I thank the other candidates for coming tonight um, and I look forward to um, answering the questions that we have coming up.
1: Thanks, Jason. All right, we're now gonna move on to the question portion of the forum uh penny we're going to start with you for this one which is hopefully an easy one do you have children that currently attend kenai peninsula borough school district schools why or why not
3: um i do not currently have students attending kenai peninsula borough school district schools because my kids are 37 and 31 but i do have a new granddaughter and she is nine months old her name is scotty and I'm looking forward to her being in the Kenai Peninsula Borough School District because I really truly believe it's the best district in the state. And I also believe that I think we provide a quality education by offering students choice, by offering students avenues that they can go down, to provide them if they wanna get career and technical education, if they wanna go to a four year college. We have so many offerings with our middle school, um, excuse me, our middle college and our, our charter schools that I think this is a good place for people to raise children. We support our children and I believe that Kenai Peninsula Borough School District does a stellar job and can always improve too at the same time, it's about improving and carrying on the classes that we can carry on and hopefully add to what we can give to enrich our students and be successful in their future.
1: Thanks, Penny. Jason, same question to you.
4: So yeah, I guess I already answered that question, mm-hmm. but <laughs> got eight, eight kids total, um, his, hers, and ours. and. Um, We are blessed to have them in the school district. All of them have attended the Kenai-Pensilboro School District. At some point in time or another, um, my youngest daughter from my previous uh, marriage, she went down to Washington to finish up her schooling. Um, But all the rest of them have graduated from Kenai-Pensilboro School District or from McKiskey Middle High School, except for the two that are still attending. Um, And I'm I'm blessed to have them there. A lot of hardworking teachers. Uh, I've had um, students that have you know, sort of ran the gamut. Most of them have been pretty high achievers, honors students, um, honors athletes. um, uh, And and I've also had students that have had struggled with with reading. And the district has done a great job of helping us as parents uh, help our kids improve and uh, meet their educational goals. And so um, I love being part of that and helping that, especially with my special education background. And... um, Literacy is one of the most important things that we can teach, if not the most important thing we should we can teach, um, as well as math skills. And I'm always focused on the uh, getting back to the basics of education. I want our curriculum to be uh, founded in uh, tried and true practices that um, that show results. And um, I want our district to be the best. We are um, one of the highest performing in the state, but you know that's we can always get better. And I want to keep striving for. For better so the uh the short wrap up here because i gave you a long answer for a quick question is i have kids at kpbsd school district and i'm thankful they're there
1: thanks jason and then lindsay we'll end with you for this one.
2: Oh sure <clears throat> so um i do not currently have kids in the school district um, my children are homeschooled and so that is actually one of the reasons why i wanted to run was um, like um, Paddy said, to give, um, make sure that we have school choice options, um, such as homeschooling, such as charter school, private schools, whether they be religious or not. Um, and so we wanna support different communities, faith based, Russian Orthodox, and whatnot, um, make sure everybody feels welcome here because we want to um, attract young families to come uh, to work. Um, And, you know, to be involved, um, I think, is key to make them um, feel welcome is just to let them know that we do have these options. And uh, from what I understand, the mayor recently said a third of our children in the district are homeschooled. And so it is important to make them um, not feel shunned as, you know, homeschool families do And some parts of the country and so that's one of the things that my family and I have loved about this area Um, and you know we share that um I guess that um lifestyle with a lot of people uh in Nikiski um I just wanted to also inspire people to get involved with their uh, community and serve Um, it's hard to sell houses when you can't um, brag about the schools it's harder to find workers when you can't get people who can do basic math, read, or show up for work? We found that, and other employers have as well. Um, since we've been to the peninsula, we have heard um, a lot of parents um, and people, even in the schools, complaining um, about the um, what's going on in the schools as far as the, the grades have not been as good as they, uh, you know, they can be. And um, so, I think we have a lot of uh, work to do.
0: Thanks, Lindsay and jason we'll start with you for this next question school district has already said it will be facing another 13 million dollar deficit for the upcoming budget cycle meaning it will need to consider cuts if no additional funding is received what's your philosophy when it comes to making those cuts
4: uh when it comes to making the cuts
0: mm-hmm.
4: um my hope is we won't have to make the cuts that there'll be a funding fixed so that uh Um, The BSA can be adjusted for the inflation that's taken place over uh, uh, the past several years or since 2016, really, and also fund the um, uh, generally unfunded mandate of the REES Act, which is important um, to fund those things. So hopefully we won't have to make those cuts. My philosophy, if we do have to make cuts, is to keep them away from the classroom as much as possible. The problem is we've been trending with cuts for years. 80 cents of every dollar we spend, Uh, goes to payroll and benefits. Um, And so we're getting to a point where the only place to make cuts um, is gonna be to um, payroll, which is staffing, which is gonna increase teacher uh, or classroom sizes. And that's something this board is hoping to avoid. And so I've been advocating to have a fix uh, for funding so that uh, we can be adjusted for inflation and uh, not have to make these cuts. But if we do have to make Mm -hmm. them, We're going to go um, at things that are not um, the basics of education. And then we're going to have to start getting creative, um, which is really going to take some opportunities away from uh, schools. But I want to be as fair as possible about that. So I don't want to start taking things away from just small schools um, and have the larger schools still keep um, uh, a lot of programs while the smaller schools are suffering. We're going to have to find a different way to share that load. Um, through uh, a more aggressive um, foundation formula or formula to adjust the staffing um, to help help make sure our our smaller schools have the adequate staffing available to to teach all the core classes effectively without having very large class sizes. Um, So that would be the first thing. So sadly, some of the programs that uh, are not just education will have to be some of the first things cut. Those are obviously very popular programs. Uh, such as athletics and the arts and the pools and things of that nature. I'm really hoping we don't have to do that because um, there's not a whole lot of other places that we can cut. Um, so that's all I got. My time is up.
0: Thanks, Jason. And then, Lindsay, that same question to you. If KPBSD does have to make cuts, what is your philosophy when
2: it comes to making those? Um, <clears throat> I would like to see, um, I think, admin. Um, needs to make some cuts Um, there's a lot a big chunk um, going into admin Um, you know I don't know if I I was looking at the budget and I don't know if that includes um, the bonds that they've um, just decided to add to it but um, you know as far as the new administrative offices um, if that's just a one time thing, or if this this is going to be an ongoing thing. Um, but that's something that I think we could look at. Um, maybe consolidating some schools. I'm not looking at consolidating Nikiski at this point. I, um, and so I'm thinking maybe um, in Seward, I'm thinking maybe um, by combining, I guess, the junior high and the high school, I'm thinking maybe. Um, in the area. Um, Other than that, um, transportation and food services. um, Those are the next biggest areas um, that we're spending money on in the borough. And so I would look at that because I think that that would encourage more parental involvement. Um, And you know, I went to a school that was the best school I went to um, of the many schools that I went to when I was in elementary school. And we did not have buses at that school. We either had a carpool or the kids had to walk or um, you know parents drove us. Um, but, uh, and then also bringing schools to lunch um, or bringing lunch to schools. Um, so I don't think we have to have hot lunches and breakfasts. Um, I just, I really think that we need to encourage parents to get more involved. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running um, is to let people know Um, what's going on in the schools get them going to the school board meetings and encourage them to pay attention to what's going on
0: thanks lindsey and penny that same question to you the district has already said it will be facing a 13 million dollar deficit in the next budget cycle what is your philosophy when it comes to making
3: those cuts thank you very much for the question hopefully funding can be fixed and we will have no cuts That's what I believe in. We haven't had a BESA-based student allocation increase since 2017. And we've had nothing that's been meaningful since that time. Um, We need to provide fair, reliable, accurate, proactive funding. Senate Bill 52 and House Bill 65, the Senate and the House came together and decided to fund us the governor decided to line item and and cut that funding in half. And so what we intended to do with that funding was to keep our teachers, which we did, but we also decided that we needed to fund other things, more classes, more <clears throat> availability of students to take courses. I don't think we should cut the administration at this point. For years, we cut the administration Oh, my goodness, since it was up till 2014, I believe. And I think what we need to do is look at our structure and look at what will provide adequate funding for students to provide for for meals and to provide for transportation. This is not some of the areas outside. Students come from a wide range of families and a wide range of area. So, to provide that transportation for them is number one, expensive, and number two, it's a safety issue. Kids don't walk to school in places where you have feet and feet of snow. Um, I believe in being proactive. I believe in looking at how we can use the money that we get. We will hopefully when the legislature gets back together we will have some meaningful discussion and that money will be reinstated for the schools we've already cut teachers and we don't need to cut them further thank you very much for the question
1: thanks penny and speaking of the bsa uh lindsay we're going to start with you on this one The Kenai Peninsula Borough School District lobbied the Alaska legislature heavily last session for a meaningful increase to the base student allocation or the amount of money school districts receive per student, which has largely remained flat since fiscal year 2017. Do you support an increase to that amount? Why or why not?
2: Um, Not at this point. Um, I think that we need to focus on um, getting these scores up first. Um, People just aren't excited to fund what is going on in the schools right now, um, we need to give them a reason to get excited um, to do that. I, I do want to fund the cap. I do want to increase um, salaries and um, reward teachers for all their hard work and dedication and service. Um, I think that there are a, a lot of things being done in the schools that aren't necessary. Um, there's that woke agenda that's coming down from the federal and, um, and state um, and I think we need a strong conservative voice to say no to that to say no to federal money and focus on you know once we get to that point um, funding here on the local level um, that I think is where the funding needs to come from but I think that the locals are saying um, what's going on is. Um, crazy as far as the spending that's going on as far as us not having results for what we're spending um, North Star uh, elementary had twelve percent proficiency in math um, in 2022 and that's not acceptable um, so people don't are scratching their heads at why people are asking for uh, or demanding more money um, with those results and I think that Um, It's hard to call it a school if kids aren't learning and I think that those test results are proving that our kids are not learning what they should be Um, We're not Supposed to be funding daycares. We're not supposed to be funding uh, I guess sports clubs or athletic clubs Uh, if you're gonna call it a school We need to be teaching our children
3: Thank you
1: Thanks Lindsay Penny, you already talked about this a little bit, but same question to you. You have two minutes.
3: Uh, thank you very much. Um, I, <clears throat> I believe that we are, we are not f- flat funding. I believe that teachers work hard. I think that we need to have a, the increase to the BSA. I believe the Alaska Reads Act is a wonderful act that will teach students and help students to be proficient in reading by grade three. There's a lot of learning that teachers have to put in to be prepared for that. And that's a big lift. Um, I also I also think health insurance is very expensive. And I think we came off a pandemic Where theoretically the Kenai Peninsula Borough School District. When I look at friends around the country that teach because I'm in touch with a lot of educators, we did quite well. We were prepared because we had the technology and we were prepared because we had the people who were ready to get on the ground and get the work done. Did everything work out, Peaches? Not always, but often there were very good successes made. We are in one of the highest achieving schools in the state. While there's always room, thank you for improvement, uh, an assessment is not the only measure of students' learning. An assessment can come in in many, practices rather than just a test where you put a little, bo- a little uh, square in a box. There are writing assessments. There are portfolios that people do. There are many measures of an assessment that show that a school is succeeding despite the pandemic and despite what our students have gone through and our, our staff. Um, and I'll leave it there. Thank you very much for asking the question. Thank you,
1: Penny. Jason will end with you for this one. You have two minutes
3: can
4: you repeat the question please
1: of course uh kpbsd has lobbied the alaska legislature heavily or heavily last session for a meaningful increase to the base student allocation do you support an increase to that amount why or why not
4: okay so to make sure where we're on that so i don't get into the weeds so um i do support that um mainly because uh the cold hard facts are Uh, We have not received a meaningful increase since 2017, like you mentioned. Inflation has grown dramatically. And in order to pay our teachers what they're worth, which I agree with, um, we have to have an increase. Otherwise, we're going to be strapping to try to pay them what they're worth. And I desperately would like to change that, especially for our our teachers that are just starting out. Um, We need to be able to recruit. And so increasing the base pay is an important thing to do. Uh, If we're trying to improve our our test scores, uh, which I do not think is the only measure of excellence in our schools, um, making our class sizes bigger is not the answer. Um, So we've been cutting administration ever since I've gotten on this board. This administration is one of the leanest in the state, and it actually struggles to keep up with some of the workload that it needs to do. Uh, to effectively support 42 diverse schools on keenet Borough School District. It's a a massive land area with a lot of schools that it has to cover, um, and we have a very lean district office. Most of our money goes into educational staffing in our buildings, okay? The vast majority of our money. Even if we cut athletics, it's a pittance. We don't spend hardly any money on that. But we got to find it somewhere, and I'm going to do as much as I can to keep as many teachers in there as possible. Ultimately, if the state will fix this, which they did in one-time funding, and then the the governor cut it in half, so they know there's a problem, or else they wouldn't have given us one-time funding. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they'll fix this with a permanent BSA increase. And that's the state's allocation, which is in the state of Alaska Constitution. So as a conservative that believes in the law, as it believes in the Republic. I believe we should follow our state constitution and adequately fund public education.
0: Thank you, Jason. And Penny, we'll start with you for this next question, somewhat related. KPBSD, like other school districts around Alaska, has struggled to recruit and retain staff, with many pointing to the lack of a defined benefit retirement system as a contributing factor. What do you think KPBSD can be doing to recruit and retain quality educators?
3: You have two minutes. Thank you very much, that's a really good question. Um, This has been something that's been on my mind for a long time. Um, I was a tier one teacher, now teachers are tier three, and the support staff is tier four. They do not have the same benefits that I had many years ago and still have today. I believe that part of the retaining and retention of teachers is to provide them a means to need to stay here more than five years. Right now, teachers can come up from outside, work for five years and leave because they know that there'll not be a benefit that'll be worthy for them when they retire maybe 15 or 20 or 25 years later. Um, So I believe that we should probably, not probably, we should look at offering a good package. We should look at the benefits that people have. And we have to take into consideration the PERs and the TERS as well. There's it's it really gets pretty deep with the Windfall Elimination Program and the Government Offset Pension. You can't get your entire benefits based on those. And that's probably more information that you than you need. But I really think that we should look at ways to ensure that our teachers are I don't know how to say this. I do believe that we care for our teachers. I believe that we know how hard our teachers are doing. I also know that we have them, there are, it's hard to retain teachers right now. So my idea would be to go ahead and look at some of these issues and try to strengthen them so that we could have an equitable, fair um, amount of money for teachers. And that's, thank you.
0: Thank you, Penny. And Jason, that same question for you. What do you think KPBSD can be doing to recruit and retain quality teachers?
4: Well, one of the things we can do is just continue to highlight that we live in a great spot. It's a great area with a a community that has cared about um, our schools. Um, Our communities care deeply. We hear testimony all the time. People passionately um, coming in and asking for uh, more funding for our schools and for more programs in our schools. And they believe in how hard our teachers work and what they do. And so one of the things that I'd like to see and what I want to be part of in this upcoming uh, uh, term is we're going to be going through another contract negotiation. And I think we need to get creative in how we uh, how we create a package and work with uh, the teachers and the support staff to adequately pay not just teachers but support staff because we have a problem there and support staff is incredibly valuable in our buildings Um, and so making sure that they're paid a a wage that is worth what they do and then we need to increase the low-end salaries for our teachers um, to become more appealing from other schools that have higher wages at the low end and so we got to do something to fix that problem so I'm excited about that challenge to be able to work uh, with the union and negotiations to be able to try to create a solution to make our initial benefit package uh, better for teachers that want to come here and be in Alaska. So one of the other challenges we have is with the retirement system. And I think there needs to be choice here. And so if people want to have a pension, I think that should be an option. I know for me, I'm tier three PERS. So that means I'm tier two for what TERS is. And so I have a pension. I've got eight more years left. Um, you'd have to drag me out of the fire department kicking and screaming to not finish that out. And so we have a lot of people that come here, get vested and leave, get their Alaskan adventure and leave. And so the pension system helped retain people. And that's the reality of it. So if we want to do that, we have to invest. If we want our schools to be better, we have to invest. We can't take from them and say do better. We have to invest in them. And that's, uh, that's what I believe.
0: Thank you, Jason. And Lindsay, we'll end with you on this one. KPBSD, like other schools, districts in Alaska has struggled to recruit and retain staff. What do you think KPBSD can be doing to retain quality educators?
2: Okay, so I've been talking to um, teachers throughout the borough, uh, but especially in Nikiski, and I'm hearing two very different complaints. On one side, I have people telling complaining that they're not seeing enough funding and there's major understaffing and that's their only complaints those two things we need more money um, and we don't have enough help. On the other side um, they don't mention money and um, their main uh, complaint list is policies that are woke curriculum that is controversial and they don't feel comfortable teaching it because it goes against their values. safety, lack of safety, um, a lot of them are afraid of the students um, and students are breaking out in fights and there's lack of discipline with the kids, don't get me wrong, a lot of these kids are amazing, but um, teachers are having trouble controlling the classroom and uh, there's a few kids that are in control. Um, and distracting kids from being able to learn. Um, Not enforcing good policies. Um, Teachers complaining um, that the district is not listening to them when they they tell these things. Um, They're told to deal with it. Um, This um, doubling down on the curriculum uh, that they have now. Um, I have teachers who are complaining, this is what I'm expected to teach on Monday. This, um, I'm just finding out and I'm having to teach this and I'm not sure how I'm going to teach this. Um, and they're being told, give it at least three years and we should start seeing results in three years. Um, and they're not wanting to sacrifice the children for the next three years to see if we're gonna see improvement. We should have improvement already. Um, this has been going on for years. This is not just since COVID.
1: Thanks, Lindsay. Uh, Jason we're going to start with you for this next question. Kenai Peninsula Borough Mayor Peter Michicki and Superintendent Clayton Holland have both expressed an interest in making the district's homeschool program more appealing for students currently enrolled in non-KPBSD homeschool programs. How can the district be promoting what Connections has to offer? You have two minutes.
4: Thank you, I'm glad you asked this question. Uh, It's something that we at this board and the superintendent has actually been already been working on. It's not just something that started recently. Um, So we've been making changes to the connections program to make it uh, better for uh, and more adaptive for homeschool parents. And uh, we look to continue to do that. So I think one of the first things we can do is actually ask homeschool parents, which is one of the things that we've done, and get information about what we can do to make things better within the law um, of what the uh, state of Alaska statutes and the Constitution allow um, to have the best homeschool program in the state. And uh, that's what I want. Of course, we're going to be just focused on cinnabon School District because you know, galena can get it everywhere because their funding only comes from the state and not from the borough so our our connections program is for the borough and we want it to be the best program for parents in keenan council and actually i believe it is that now and the more parents that get involved and help that program continue to get better we can just continue to improve and this board and this board member uh, is committed to that and i believe in school choice i believe in all the choices that we have to offer have been a part of Um, You know, helping start new charters, uh, supporting the ones that are already there. I visit them and get ideas. I think they bring some great ideas for curriculum. Like I've said before, I believe in sort of a basics curriculum. So I think Royal Borealis has has proven uh, some results with what they've done. I'd like to see some of that stuff uh, rolled out into all of our schools. And so, yes, I support uh, what the mayor is supporting with our current superintendent. Just know that we've already started that process. And we started working on that process. We're gonna continue working on that process. I'm very excited that the mayor is uh, teaming up to help um, with this and excited to continue to team up with uh, educators and homeschool parents to continue to make connections the best choice for homeschool parents in our district.
1: Thanks, Jason. Lindsay, same question to you.
2: Sure, can you repeat the question?
1: Yes, of course uh how can kpbsd be promoting its own homeschool program to families on the kenai peninsula
2: um from what i understand of the one-third of the kids that are in homeschool school programs um, or just not in the um the, the public schools in the district um, what i'm hearing is that two-thirds of those are not enrolled in connections and so I think what we need to do is find out um, and I think I understand why because I am a homeschooling parent um, why parents are choosing to either use IDEA instead or um, why they're choosing to just fund their kids homeschooling curriculums and and materials and stuff themselves. Um, And that is because, uh, well, choice. And from what I understand with connections, um, well, yes, you can take some classes like math that don't necessarily have to be um, faith-based um, and, and it can be covered. Um, parents, many parents who homeschool, the reason why they homeschool is because they feel that it's their job to. Um, and they get that from the Bible. Um, so they just don't want to leave it all up to somebody else and they just want to have more say in what their kids are learning and making sure that their kids are receiving the values that, that they believe in. Um, and so um, I think that that's the, the main issue is that parents um, who homeschool, they just it, a lot of times it's faith-based. Um, and they want to make sure that their kids also are being trained up in the way that they want them to go, um, not just spiritually, but also um, just make sure that they're equipped for, for life, and a lot of times for the family business. Um, it's amazing how many homeschoolers actually wind up employing their own kids, and so th- those kids are not a drain on
3: society.
1: Thanks, Lindsay. And Penny, we'll end with you for this
3: question. OK, thank you very much. I actually have been watching um, Connections over the years and I have seen it grow exponentially and afford more offerings and allow students to participate in sports at a specific school. Um, I think that they have made the area look more pleasant. I think they are increasing in some of their enrollment and they were very helpful during the pandemic students were allowed to choose from different things and so I think that that's important they do take state assessments so they show that they are accountable um, they, they're very diversified and they have options where you can do a variety of courses and work I do believe that they the students um, and the, the faculty that they have they have uh, good faculty one down in Homer and one up here and one over in Seward and I do believe that they provide an avenue for students that students, some students need and some students relish that independence while they still have the support of a home school. So I, in my mind, and I've known the people who have run that school, over the years, one of them was one of my former students. They have really changed it so that it is something that many students prefer, and I think that they should have those options. And if they wanna take a specific class or if they wanna go to the university, they can do that as well. So I applaud that, thank you very much. Thank you, Penny.
0: And Lindsay. we'll start with you for this next question. KPBSD teachers, like others in Alaska, are in the process of implementing new literacy programs required by the Alaska Reads Act, which Governor Mike Dunleavy signed into law last summer. How can the school district be supporting teachers and students as they get acclimated to new programs?
2: Well, um, you know, the, the read by nine um, and by and third grade, um, I don't think is a high enough bar. Um, I think we should be making sure that kids are uh, reading well um, at proficiency when they 're leaving kindergarten and going into the first grade, and so that they 're not struggling um, in those you know early grades um, and so that they start they feel confident um, younger and are really grasping um, concepts and and uh, literacy before they move on to the next sub, uh, next grade and it 's easier for them to grasp um, other subjects, um, read directions and things, follow directions if they can read them and understand them. Um, And so um, I know when I went into first grade, um, you know, we were already broken up into reading groups, you know, the advanced readers and and average and then um, the poor readers. And so that way we were caught up um, by the end of first grade. Um, if there were any struggling but we should not be afraid to hold a child back and make sure that they're grasping it so that they're confident when they when they're ready to move on um, and so I think that that's what we uh, need to do is, is raise the bar um, and so that way they're really ready um, to move on in, in life and in school um, and another thing is to follow look at mississippi who were was once at the bottom of the list and now they're soaring up to the top and what did they do they focused on literacy and and their math scores also soared and so did every other subject and so i think that we need to follow um, the lead of those who are doing the right things because uh, we're not in alaska and we're not um, on the peninsula right now
0: thank you lindsay and Penny, same question for you. How can the district be supporting teachers and students as they get acclimated to the new programs associated with the Alaska
3: Reads Act? Thank you for that question. Um, I just came back from a conference up in Anchorage. And two of the things that were delivered at that conference was a deed update for the 2023-24 year. And then we also had weaving the threads of the Alaska Reads Act. It was an incredible amount of information. the person who initiated this was Senator Tom Begich and his wife Sarah Sledge, and they did incredible work with Governor Walker, and then they moved on from that to work with Dunleavy. Um, it was passed, I believe, under Dunleavy. Basically, what and I and I wish I would have brought the books that I have, but I did not. So I just want to say that students and children need to be able to read at the third grade level by the time they're in third grade. If they don't read at the third grade level by the time they're in third grade and haven't had that training, then they have a difficult time catching up and ever getting and ever going forward beyond that time, um, that, that reading ability. So it's really important that we structure this and that we t- allow teachers to move into this. This is a big lift. It will take over three years to have it, I think, really be totally manageable. That doesn't mean we will not do things now. That means we will start doing things now and do them well with the guidance from Deed, from the Department of Education and Early Development. And I think it's a brilliant movement. I think the more students can read, the more the better that they will do, and the more the more successful they will become. Uh, And I'll leave it there because I'm on the 30 seconds and I don't want to go over, thank you. But I I think it's really an important act and I applaud our teachers and I intend to give them as much support as I can personally. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Penny. And Jason, we'll end with you on this one. How can the school district be supporting teachers and students as they get acclimated to new literacy programs?
4: Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that we can do is we can continue to listen to teachers, which is what we're doing right now. So I've been in our schools a lot. Um, there's a lot of good things going on there and there's some challenges with uh, the new curriculum um, that was purchased uh, by the state through the reads act uh, for the district so we didn't purchase it it was one that, that the district gave us a choice of some curriculums to use uh, we ended up selecting one that showed a lot of success in the state of Florida um, it also had some adaptability and so um, we've already adapted some things, and I think there's going to be some more things we have to adapt. And the best thing we can do is listen to our hardworking teachers because our teachers work very hard um, to educate. And um, I always, when I, when I got on the board initially, one of the things I always talked about is, like, our, our teachers love doing their job, and they all have their own unique giftings, um, and we need to allow them to be able to teach the way that they teach best because an inspired teacher inspires students. And so one of the things i don't want to see from these kind of curriculums and initiatives is robbing that individuality of a teacher uh, while still having the focus on literacy because literacy is the most important thing um, coming out of education Uh, they're all important but i think that's where that's the root that's the the base of the triangle and we have to have uh, students be able to read and having that goal of uh, reading by third grade is a very important goal i'm glad that the reads act was passed Um, i'm excited about the opportunity to be on the board and continue to work towards that i'm excited about what our teachers are doing in our schools right now because they are working very hard they love their kids Um, I'm seeing great things happening in our classrooms. Um, Sometimes that may not show out in a standardized test that doesn't have any kind of bearing on a student, Uh, but we are seeing it in their MAPS testing that we're doing in the school. So kids are improving and are doing better. And our teachers do wanna do a good job and do wanna work hard and we wanna do our best for them.
1: Thanks, Jason. And we're running a little short on time today. So for this last question, you'll each have one minute rather than two minutes to respond. Um, though a significant bond package was approved by borough voters last fall deferred maintenance within KPBSD schools continues to be a roughly $200 million problem what can the school district be doing to ensure it doesn't fall so far behind on school maintenance moving forward and Penny we'll
3: start with you Oh goodness you gave me the hardest one so that bond package I'm really proud of our community that we put that bond package forward. They put many bond packages forward. I think we have an incredible maintenance department. I think they look at the buildings. I think we maintain our buildings better than anybody in the state and we always have. I do believe that sometimes because we have been that successful and we've tried so hard that sometimes we are overlooked. Um, This bond package that the community okayed will enable us to go ahead and, and do the maintenance that we need we have an exceptional maintenance group that look at all the avenues to cut costs but to maintain buildings in a fashion that will keep us sustainable for years to come I I really believe that they work hard and they're diligent and so is our superintendent thank you thanks Penny Jason same question to you
4: Yeah, I'm uh, thankful that the bond uh, was approved by the voters. There were some important projects on there that needed to be taken care of, um, and we're going to have to work hard to uh, get them all done um, in a fiscally responsible way. I'm excited to work with the the borough mayor um, and borough maintenance and administration to uh, hopefully make good decisions um, on how that goes about. Um, These buildings are the borough's buildings, so the borough owns these buildings, and then they do give us... Um, uh, part of the allocation that comes from the borough is to cover maintenance and needs. Um, in the past, some of these things haven't quite been, uh, you know, paid for with all the money that needed to go towards them as they should have. But recently we've seen a big uptick with that. I think there's a, a lot more synergy with um, our facilities director and the borough's facility director and things are improving um, in getting our buildings maintained, things being updated. And so I'm excited about the future for that working with this current mayor and his administration uh, on our buildings and I think my
1: time is up thanks Jason Lindsay same question to you what can the school district be doing to ensure it doesn't fall so far behind on school maintenance moving
2: forward so um, with our business and our household we run a budget um, and we swear off debt (laughs) and I think that that is the most helpful thing that we can do um, for the school district and for the borough Um, I would like to see you know us using the money that we are paying on debt instead for going projects on an annual basis um, to maintain uh, those uh, schools and and buildings and uh, equipment and uh, vehicles and whatnot Um, so yeah I'm you know I'm I actually regret that the school bond was um, passed especially see as how um, it looks like one of the projects is estimated to be uh, much more than what they originally estimated and so um, I would be one who would um, shy away definitely from from debt um, and be a hard no actually Um, and so Thank you Lindsay.
0: All right, and that's all for the question portion of the forum, but now everyone's gonna have two minutes to give a closing statement. And uh, yes, we'll start with Jason, Uh, you have two minutes.
4: I wanna thank everybody that's uh, listening tonight, everybody that's in the audience, and uh, everybody that would be listening or listening to the stream at some other time. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and answer these questions. Um, And I'm thankful to be a member of the Kenai Peninsula Borough Board of Education. And I am hopeful that I'll be elected for another term. There's a few things that I would like to uh, continue to work on over this uh, next three years. Um, I'm excited about the direction our district is going. I'm very excited about our current administration that we have at district office. Um, And I visit our schools on a regular basis, uh, obviously having kids there um, and uh, having a wife that works in a school. I'm in there quite a bit. And I can say that um, when I walk through our schools, I see happy students. And I see hardworking teachers that love their kids uh, and want to be, want to teach and want to do a good job. And, um, and I see them doing a good job and we want to help support them as the best way we can. Sometimes that means getting out of their way. Uh, Sometimes that means getting them the right tools uh, that they're asking for. Um, All those things are things that we can learn together. Um, And I'm looking forward to that opportunity Um, and the challenge to help continue to make our district the best uh, in the state and uh, to keep striving and getting better and better. I want to offer more opportunities. I look forward to um, advocating effectively with the state on why BSA increase is important um, because I do believe having a smaller classroom sizes is a valuable thing for students and is the best thing for the community members, the students, the parents, and the teachers um, for all of KPBSD and especially my area in the Kiske and Tyonek. Um, And so we have a lot of challenges out there, but, you know, we have some great schools. Everybody that works out in Nikiski Star uh, talks about it being a hidden gem. And I believe that. And I love Nikiski uh, uh, Middle High School. It's my alma mater. And um, they are working super hard to make it a great place for kids. And I appreciate all of our teachers.
0: And I appreciate your (laughs) vote. Thank you, Jason. All right. And, Lindsay, your closing statement, please.
2: Yeah, thanks. Um for tuning in and, and being here and paying attention to what's going on. I want to encourage folks in Akiski to pay close, close attention to our answers and see who sounds like the stronger physically and socially conservative candidate um, based on our answers who can turn ov- uh, our schools around in the right direction. Um, I don't think we want more of the same and I, I think that um, I guess um, the incumbent has had his chance to um, be that strong voice to represent Nikiski and our conservative, traditional American, Judeo Christian values. Um, and so I would appreciate your vote on October 3rd. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay.
0: And Penny, we'll wrap up with you. Your closing statement, please.
3: Okay. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank the listeners, I'd like to thank KDLL. I'd like to thank the Peninsula Killarian and the League of Women women's voters for putting this together today. I really appreciate you and I appreciate all the people that contribute to our schools. I I really appreciate that we have engaged caring thoughtful teachers who've given up a lot of their life during the pandemic and beyond that a teacher doesn't go to school and leave that school and not do anything. A teacher goes home and grades papers. A teacher coaches. A teacher gives kids time when they need the time. They give them extra resources. There are so many things that a school, a public school does for students to enable them and to be who they are, to grow into something, and to enrich their lives. Um, I, I am a candidate who has spent many, many, many years as an educator in one way or another. I really honor the profession. I think teachers are some of the smartest, most dedicated people in the world, and I want to be there for them. Um, There are so many people I'd like to give a shout out to, um, students in transition, the people who work with RISE, the native associations and so forth, all of our small communities across the Bay, our large schools and our small schools. You all are important to us and you all mean a lot. So if we are effective advocates, we build relationships, we endure, we work hard, we look at the logistics of something, and we look at our knowledge base and how we can improve it so that we can improve the knowledge base of a child. And we always, always, always communicate communication is the key to success and it brings people together so thank you very much for having this tonight i really appreciate it
0: and thank you penny and that's all for our first kenai peninsula Borough school district board of education candidate forum a huge thanks to all of the candidates for being here today and to the central peninsula league of women voters for helping to make it happen
1: you can re-listen to this hour on kdll.org or read a condensed version in the Wednesday edition of the Peninsula Clarion. Our next school board candidate forum and final election forum will be this Thursday here in the Soldatna Public Library. We'll be talking to candidates for
0: the school board's central and sterling seats. And remember, election day is next Tuesday, October 3rd. Absentee voting is already underway. You can find more information and written bios from the candidates on the borough's website, kpb.us. Thank you all for participating, and have a great night. And that's all for this episode of the Kenai Conversation. Thank you to candidates Lindsay Bertoldo, Penny Vodla, and Jason Torianen. And thanks to Ashlyn O'Hara for co-hosting. Our final forum featuring candidates for the school board's sterling and central seats is this Thursday at 6 p.m. in the Soldotna Public Library. It will be broadcast live on KDLL and streamed on the Peninsula Clarion's Facebook page. You can hear the Kenai conversation every week on Wednesday at 10 a.m. and Saturday at 5 p.m. here on KDLL. Or you can find it on our website, kdll.org. I'm Riley Board. Thanks for tuning in.